Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted, and you're listening to the podcast show On Your Way to Work, the show that talks to you, the worker, on the workplace floor about the things that you need to do and the path that you need to take to manage your career successfully. There are a ton of shows talking to business leaders. There are a ton of shows trying to teach you how to become an entrepreneur. But there are few, if any, shows that talk to you about finding success exactly where you are. There are few shows that remind you that the most important job you have in your career is the one you have right now. And that every job you have ever worked or will ever work is one fiber, one strand of what will become your work ethic. But this show does. We talk to you on the workplace floor about what you can do right now to thrive at work and to build a lasting career. Quick shout out for January 2016 when the release of my first book, Outgrow Your Space at Work, How to Thrive at Work and Build a Successful Career. So what am I going to talk to you about? I want to talk about whether you are managing your career emotionally or logically. I've asked that question a few times this week because of a couple of conversations I had with some very dear people in my life. The answer that everybody gave was primarily logical sensible, strategic. Of course, those that uh, know me, I dig a little deep. I go far under the surface, right? And what I find out almost every time that staunch, logical thinking uh, career manager figures out pretty quickly that the impulses that drive their decisions are emotional. And I got two examples from a couple of conversations I had this week that highlight that. And so I was pumped to get back to the studio to share those with you while they were fresh in my brain. So here's the first scenario. Talked with a good friend of mine, a manager, and we were talking about, you know, what bothers them, right? What gets under their skin in the workplace? And... What this person said was, it really bothers me when someone sends me an email or communication and they CC my boss without giving me a heads up first. It really bothers me. And so, of course, I asked, well, 
Tell me, why does that bother you? And, you know, they gave a bunch of answers that I really didn't understand. And I don't know that they understood them, but sound like they had said them for years, right? Uh, because it's just not professional or it's not courteous or professional courtesy. You know, it feels like they're going behind my back or, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. And as I listened to that, I heard a bunch of feel. Feel is emotional. Feel, F-E-E-L, is not logical. It's emotional. I feel, I felt. Those are kind of heart words, I call them. They're not head words. Head words are I think, I know, I observed, not feel, felt, and found. So, I ask the next question. But why do you feel that way? And, of course, I just really took them to a corner with questions where they just said, I don't know, it's just not right. I asked again, so what determines if that's right or wrong? I mean, if if I sent you a note and I copied your manager and it was something I needed you to do, what is the message that you believe is occurring behind that incident? And you know what? That was the question. That was the crux of the entire conversation because we started going deeply down the feel, felt, found, emotional path. And his response was, well, I don't know. I just feel like it's distrustful. Okay, you feel it's distrustful. So I I had to get this person to the emotion of it. And and I'm telling you, this conversation, you may think I'm going back and forth in this dialogue here for a couple of minutes. But, I mean, we went on for, it had to be five to ten minutes, I'm I'm telling you. uh, Because it was so hard for the person to get to the emotion of the issue, the workplace issue. So I said, hey, finish this statement for me. And then I gave this following statement. When someone copies my boss on a message to me at work, I feel like they have fill in the blank. They thought about it. And then they responded. When someone emails my boss or copies my boss on a communication to me at work, I feel like I'm being, and the fill in the blank that they gave was undermined. And I said, ah, there you go. There's the emotion. Can I give you a couple of additional words that may be synonymous in this case with undermining? I said, betrayed. How about double-crossed, deceived, sold out, unfaithful? A number of those words. And uh, several of them, they agreed, yeah. So here's the thing. This person thought it was a very logical response 
to not like people copying their boss on communications, particularly people that may work for them, without them first talking to them. And hey, you may agree with that or not. I I don't disagree with that position. What I challenge is that's not logical first. It is emotional first. The sense of being betrayed is an emotional issue. For the majority of us, if not for all of us, I mean, it cuts straight to the bone betrayal. It's just an emotional response. Yet it took almost 10 minutes of conversation for this worker on the workplace floor who happens to uh, be an outstanding worker, by the way. But it took all of 10 minutes for them to even realize that that position that they take in the workplace is not a logical decision. Now, you may say, well, that's logical. You don't want anybody double crossing you. You don't want someone sending something that's going to make you look bad, etc. Yeah. I, hey, I don't disagree. But hey, look bad. Those are high school social words. Right. I mean, that's what they are. They are above all emotional. Right. Those are emotional responses. And my point is many of the time we feel like we are so justified and right in the workplace. Listen, I'm guilty of this. I'm, I'm you know, I preach best what I need most. Right. We, we feel so justified in thinking that the decisions we make are so logical. They're so right. And yet most of the time they are emotional. I am not saying they're not without grounds. I'm not saying that they're not without merit. I'm not saying that they're necessarily wrong all the time. I am saying most of the time they are emotional. And like we all have learned, are learning, or will learn in our lifetime, emotions can take us up or down. They can have us all over the place. And we don't know whether we were right or wrong until the dust settles, time pass, and we can look back and go, I was an idiot. What was I thinking? What was I doing? What was I saying? Or I was right. I was a little heated, but I was right. I'll give you a second scenario. And this one happened from a friend of mine I hadn't talked to in years. And so they know that I'm a career guy. And uh, I mean, they live clear across the country and they gave me a call and said, hey, Rick, just want to talk to you. I got, you know, I'm, I'm loving my job. I'm doing great at work. And just over the last few years, I've received promotion after promotion after promotion and has earned every bit of it. Just a solid person, solid performer. And the question was, hey, I, you know, I'm just, you know, you hear in the workplace because people talk so much Right. And I've moved up a lot. My my salary hasn't moved up with that, you know, at the pace of my positions and or my titles. And, you know, I know there are some people in the workplace that, you know, they they make more than me. So let me just do a sidebar here on that, just because I cannot let it slide. One. 
One of the most unprofessional things you can do in the workplace is talk about your salary to coworkers. It is unprofessional. It undermines the workplace. You are taking the risk when you do that of making the person next to you who potentially does not make as much as you feel like they are not treated equitably. And a contract at work, right, which is what work is, right? It's this agreement that, hey, you agree to do this labor for me for this price, right? That's very individual and personal to each person. And whether you think it's right or wrong, you just need to know. When you go into a workplace and if you start talking to coworkers and others about your income, you run the risk of making more than them. And now they feel like if they were completely happy, they feel like they're being taken advantage of. And so you begin to undermine the fabric of the workplace. Whether you agree with that or not, it's reality. And someone who may love their job, you just made them not love their job anymore. By the way, same thing could happen to you if someone's sharing their income and it happens to be more or less than yours. There are some positions where everybody's hired this flat rate and that's how it is. But there's some positions where that's not the case. And that has a lot to do with how much experience do you bring to doing this job and, and a number of other factors. Background, education, most importantly experience though. So that's what happened to my friend. She had just kind of heard because a lot of people go to her for advice in the workplace. And, you know, she's heard people complaining about how much they make for this hard job they do. And of course, just mental note to self. She's thinking, hmm, that sounds like a little bit more than my salary. So now someone who loves their job, now someone who has great career progression going on, someone who has a great relationship with the leadership of, of her company, someone who has a great direct relationship with her manager. Literally, every time I've spoken to her about her job, she loves it. But now she's questioning, hmm, should I be asking for more? And so here's the conversation we found ourselves at. The call to me was, Rick, here's what's going on. I love my job and I don't want to seem unappreciative or ungrateful. I, I love what I do and I'm happy, but I think I should be asking for more money. My question was, so why? Well, because, and then she shared what I just shared with you. And I said, okay, I said, let me just ask a couple questions, though. Do you, do you love what you're doing? Yes. Do you love your job? Yes. Before you found out this knowledge, did you feel like you were in the right place, doing the right things, on the right career trajectory? The answer was yes. And I said, so what changed? Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm hearing these people are making, you know, potentially more than I am. And I said, and that changes what? Well, I mean, what actually changed about your job, about the career path that you're on, about what you, you love about this place? 
nothing, well, nothing, but, but I mean, these, it just doesn't seem, I said, okay. And so this was my second conversation of the week. So it was very easy for me to go right to the question that I had gone to uh, my dear friend earlier in the week. So I said, finish this statement for me. When I found out that coworkers who are not doing as good of a job as I am doing, that made me feel like I am being fill in the blank. So they thought about it. I said, I'll repeat the question again. When I found out that coworkers, my coworkers, who are not doing as great of a job as I'm doing in the workplace are being paid as much or more than me, that made me feel like fill in the blank. And after some thought, her response was disrespected, taken advantage of. Guys, that's an emotional response. Again, I am not telling you that she doesn't have grounds for feeling that. But what I'm telling you is she is feeling that. It is not a measurement, right? Number one, don't trust most of what anybody tells you in the workplace. That's like talking at the water cooler, right? Or on the playground. Everybody's telling the biggest tale to make themselves look good. Don't trust that stuff, right? Whether it has merit or not, don't get into the world of sidebar conversations about things very important to your career, like salary or the relationship you have with your manager or, or a number of things. It's just not. You just got to be careful. Everybody's heard this statement, right? Hey, I'm going to tell you this, but they told me not to tell anybody. So you can't tell anybody. And I'm going to tell you, you're probably not telling me the truth if you're saying you've never made that statement yourself. We all do. So what's my point? The moment you tell somebody, it is now in the world wide web of lips. Everybody's going to know. Somebody else is going to know. Very few people are good at that all the time. It's a big risk. So there are things that you need to keep confidential as it relates to your career. You have to be very careful with what you share. But my friend who felt like her career was moving great, all of a sudden mentally came to a grinding halt because she heard something and it triggered logic, strategy, no, emotion. It triggered emotion. So what's my point? to this conversation today. The next time you feel so certain and so sure, and it's making you think about making a decision, whatever that is, I want you to play this out. Listen to this show again. And then I want you to go to the place where you say, when fill in the blank, XYZ happened to me, that made me feel like I was being fill in the blank. Whatever it is, whatever it is, 
I am telling you the great majority of the time that things related to our career are personal and emotional. Gets back to the very same reason. One of the first things people want to know when they meet us is, so what do you do? I'm telling you, my mom, my dad love me to death. But when they talk about me, it's the big three. It's my wife, my kids, and what I do for work. Why is that? Why is work like lifted up so important in our career and in our culture uh, that um, it's an identifier for us? Why is that? Well, you got to stay tuned in January 2016 for Outgrow Your Space at Work, How to Thrive at Work and Build a Successful Career. I get into a lot of the details in that book. That's it for today. Be careful. I know you feel right because emotion tends to make us have a sense of righteousness that comes with it. The sense of being justified. And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. The worst thing you can do in managing your career is play Russian roulette based on emotional responses. Step back. Find out what's driving the emotion. Is it a sense of betrayal, of being disrespected, of not being valued? Those are things that can cause a great, great offense. And I will tell you, the very last chapter that I deal with in Outgrow Your Space at Work is how to handle being offended in the workplace. If you can't figure that out, you run the risk of really stunting your long-term career success. Even if you are successful, you won't find joy and or thrive while you're doing it, the sense of life while you're doing it, if you can't handle being offended. By the way, that applies in life. If you can't handle being offended, good luck with living in a house with other people. Good luck with being a part of a family. They're going to drive you nuts and often drive you away. Till next week, I hope this has been helpful. Step back. It's not all logical. You're not all right. You're not all wrong, but you are emotional. And so know how to deal with that. And if you don't, play this podcast again. Hey, I'd also encourage you to go back to season one. I think it's episode six and listen to how to handle offense in the workplace. That was a great, great episode as well. Till next week, thanks to the team at On Your Way to Work. Thank you to all of those that are listening. I could not do this show without you. Our listenership continues to grow. Hey, and I do want to hear from you. So shoot off a tweet to me at rawitted on Twitter or facebook.com forward slash rawitted. You can go to rickwitted.com and uh, leave me a, a message in the contact us section or you can send me an email directly at rick at rawitted.com until next week god bless you